Good morning, Yakima Vineyard Church family. Welcome. Uh, hope you all have had a, a, a week where the Lord has met you um, and where you've been able to engage with Christ this week. Um, this week we're going to be going through John 14, 1 through 14, where Jesus is telling us about himself and, and who he is in relation to the Father, as well as um, assuring us of our eternal hope uh, that we get to be with him forever in heaven. And that he, he gives us the promise that, that he's going to prepare a place for us to be with him. Um, and so that this life is just, even with all of its difficulties and, you know, the, the things we see going on in our world right now, that this, this is just a blip on the map in the concept of eternally that we will one day be with Christ and that we will be with Jesus. And so, you know, scripture tells us to not be distracted by momentary troubles. And right now we have a lot of momentary troubles. I'm not saying that they're not valid and I'm not saying that how we feel about them and how we're wrestling with them is not valid because it is and it is difficult and it's hard. Um, but I think if we as followers of Jesus can have a more eternal perspective and have a more eternal understanding that we can endure, that we can have courage, that we can have hope and yes even in the midst of great strife and struggle we can have peace because we find our hope and we find our peace in Jesus Christ and we find our hope and our peace in in an eternal home which this is not and so if we can fix our eyes on Jesus if, if we can fix our eyes on Christ I feel like that will stand us in, in good stead uh, during difficult times um, so I want to open up in a word of prayer, and we'll begin. Lord Jesus, may we keep our eyes firmly fixed on you. Jesus, whether it be pandemic, whether it be violence, whether it be angst among brothers and sisters and people who care about one another, sometimes even family members, God. Lord, all of these things that, are, that swirl around us, Jesus, on the solid rock we stand, and that is you, Jesus. You are our solid rock. God, you are our hope. Lord, you are our shelter. You are our sanctuary. You, you keep us under the shadow of your wing, God. Lord, you care for us. Lord, on the solid rock we stand, and Jesus, we stand with you and on you. And Lord, may we be listening to your Holy Spirit to those places where we're to press in, where we're to be the people of God, where we're to bring the peacemakers, where we can be peacemakers, Lord God. Show us that, Jesus. Show us how to have your heart, God. Jesus, we just want you. Lord, no matter what's going on in the world, at any point in history, Jesus, you are the answer. You're the answer, God. Amen. So let's jump into the scripture, John 14, 1 through 14 today. Um, first, we're going to reiterate who Jesus is. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way for us to follow. It's not just enough for us to worship God, but we're called to emulate the lifestyle of Jesus, to be the people of the way. 
Jesus is truth. Jesus is literally all truth. He's our primary revelation of God's character of the world. And he's going to reiterate that in this passage of scripture today. He's really going to press into this idea. Uh, and Jesus is life. Through Jesus, he gives us life both now and forevermore. And again, in this passage of scripture, Jesus is reinforcing this idea. So John 14, 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. You also believe in me. As I was beginning my study of these passages of scripture, I felt the Holy Spirit stir something in me. And I believe this passage of scripture was for me, and I believe it's for a number of you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Also believe in me. If we can fix our hope, if we can fix our eyes, if we can fix our faith on Jesus, we don't have to have troubled hearts. Because we know where our hope lies. And Jesus is worthy of our hope. And Jesus is worthy of our trust. And our hope and our trust is safe in the person of Jesus Christ. Put your hope there. Put your trust there. Do not let your heart be troubled, you guys. Listen to Jesus. Feel his encouragement. Feel the calming, peaceful, even just right now, um, if you would with me, just stop a moment. Close your eyes. Open your hearts to the Holy Spirit right now in this moment. Feel the presence of Jesus. Imagine Jesus speaking these words to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus is speaking to you this morning. He's speaking those words to you this morning. He's speaking those words to me this morning. Let our hearts not be troubled. Let us have our hope and peace in Jesus Christ. My father's house has many rooms, Jesus says. If that were not so, would I have not told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. The Savior seems to say here to his disciples, Listen, I'm not keeping anything back from you, right? He, Jesus is revealing himself to his disciples. He's saying, you know, had there been something else that you needed to know or some secret something that you had to worry about, you know, that whole being troubled thing. If there was something you needed, I would have said so. Jesus is like, I'm, I've been playing with you. I've told you who I am and who God is. Jesus also tells them that he's going to heaven and that he's going to prepare a place for us to be with him. It's an incredible thing. Thank you, Lord, that you, you want us to be with you. Let's keep reading. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. 
from now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough. This is the first and simplest idea of heaven for us is to be with Christ. I know there's you know, lots of theologies about heaven and, and there's the books about the people who have passed on and then they came back and the ideas and the pictures they had of heaven. And, and there's all these different things, you know, streets of gold, you know, there's all these different things about what we think heaven might be like. But at its core, the, the simplest idea is that we get to be with Jesus, that we're no longer separated from, from being in his presence. I mean, God, God is with us in spirit and, and his presence is with us, but we actually get to be with him in person. We get to hang out with Jesus like the disciples did. How cool is that going to be? How amazing is that going to be? And it says like that all our questions will be answered. I have lots of questions. I don't know about you guys, but I have lots of questions. And, and I look forward to just, you know, like John did, sitting at Jesus' feet and feeling his love for me and expressing my love for him. That's the simplest idea of heaven. That's At its core, that's what heaven is. So let's not get hung up on all these what ifs. We get to be with our Lord and Savior, I, I put, you know, down that everything else is leather bucket seats. It's like, um, you know, here's a Mercedes. Enjoy this Mercedes. And like all these other things, you know, so the Mercedes also has leather bucket seats. Big deal, right? I mean, it's cool and it's nice and it's comfortable, but it's just leather bucket seats, right? The cool thing is that you have the Mercedes. We have Jesus, Whatever else might come along with that, whatever else heaven has in store with us, for us, is just leather bucket seats. The main thing is that we have Jesus. How cool is that? How amazing is that going to be? Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? I take some heart in this. The, the apostles and disciples who knew Jesus better than we can, right? Because they were with him in a much closer context. They, they still lost themselves in the words of Jesus. Instead of entering into the spirit of what he said. You know, how many times do we do the same thing? We have to wait on the Lord. When you're, when you're reading your Bible, when you have your Bible, and you're reading scripture, and you, you open up the scripture, and you're reading God's word, or if you're listening on a Sunday morning to someone like me teaching out of God's word, my encouragement to you is this. I want you to be engaging with the Holy Spirit. I want you to open your heart and your mind and your spirit to what, Jesus, are you speaking to me in this passage of scripture? Jesus, what are you trying to say to me? Don't just read the words. Engage with the Holy Spirit and say, God, what is it you are speaking to me through this passage of Scripture? Because if you can do that, if you can allow the Scripture to, to open up and illuminate the words of God, they're going to be so much more impactful. You're going to see things that you've never seen before. I've been following Jesus for most of my life. And, I, you know, God still surprises me with his word. I still see things in a new context. I still, God still, through his Holy Spirit, reveals new things to me. And I've been studying God's word for most of my life. 
that's the beauty of God and the Holy Spirit. We can never plumb the entirety of the depths of God. There is so much more to the Lord and to his word and to our understanding of God. We could spend multiple lifetimes trying to grasp the fullness of God and still never even get close. But what an amazing thing when he reveals something to us. How exciting is that? Unless we wait on God to be instructed by his spirit, even the plainest passages of scripture may be obscure to us. If you take the shortest verse of the Bible, right? We said we created verses. They don't actually exist. We just did that as a way to find things. But, you know, Jesus wept. What if you just sat with that for like five to ten minutes and just sat with that concept of Jesus wept? That the Lord and creator of all that is and all that was and all that will be cries. Jesus cried. So I guess it's okay when we cry. Because Jesus did it. It's okay when we feel sorrow. Jesus felt sorrow. Jesus wept. You feel the Holy Spirit opening up a passage of scripture to you? It's even such a simple, it's two words, right? The simplest passage of scripture. And yet if we meditate on it, if we allow it to sit and rest with it, God can really open it up and do something with the simplest passage of scripture. That's what the Holy Spirit does. God wants to reveal himself to us. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except for me. The early Christians were known as the people of the way. Jesus is the answer. He's always and forevermore the answer. The only way to truly know God is to know Jesus. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. Jesus is our way. Every time I hear that, though, it reminds me of this. <laughs> I'm a huge nerd. I tell you, Jesus, this is the way. I imagine the Mandalorians being followers of Jesus in some way because they're the people of the way. Jesus, we, the early Christians, being called the people of the way. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough. And Jesus said, if you really know me, you will know my Father. You will know God as well. From now on, so Jesus is saying this to the disciples, from now on, you do know him and have seen him. So he's asserting his divinity. He's saying, I am God, and God is me. For me this last year, this is just something that I've really felt the Spirit impressing on me, to really press into knowing Jesus. Our, as I mentioned earlier, I've spent much of my life studying scripture and studying the Bible, being immersed in, in God's word. And there's all kinds of theologies and I can discuss theologies. I've studied theology. I went to theological school. Um, and I actually love wrestling with the word and, and sometimes even wrestling with my fellow believers in like, Okay, what does this passage mean or how do we interpret this or what's God saying here and, and, and I really enjoy the, the like mental exercise of that 
I, I truly, I truly enjoy it. Um, however, when, when it's all boiled down, it's about Jesus. When everything else is stripped away from our faith, from Christianity, from theology, from the things we might do on a Sunday morning, when everything else is stripped away, at the core of who we are and what we believe, we're the people of the way. We're followers of Jesus. It's the main, John Wimber said, the main in the plane. That's the main in the plane. That we're followers of Jesus. And this other stuff is cool and fun and interesting and engaging and mentally stimulating and spiritually stimulating, um, but leather bucket seats. It's Jesus. Jesus is the core. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Jesus is like, I imagine Jesus with like that dumbfounded look like, Philip, what the heck? You know, like, how do you not get this? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Jesus He's like, I imagine Jesus says this to us sometimes too. We're like, Lord, would you show yourself? Jesus, would you reveal yourself? And Jesus is like, hello, I have. (laughs) How come you're not paying attention? So it's us too, right? I mean, I've walked with the Lord most of my life. I'm still figuring out who he is and how he operates. I mean, I'm still learning new things. I'm going to be turning 50 this year. And I still don't always get God. I still don't always understand what he's up to and what he's doing. To stop growing in the Lord means that you're stagnant and you're lukewarm. If you have no greater understanding or revelation, if your theology and understanding of God has not changed during a span of years in your life, you might be stagnant. Your heart might be lukewarm. You could just be going through the motions. And my encouragement to you this morning is this. Engage with the Lord. Engage with the Holy Spirit. Press into God and see what happens. See what he does. Jesus continues on. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Like look to my miracles. Look how the power of God uses me and moves through me. Very truly I tell you. Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these. Because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Father might be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name. And I will do it. Jesus is encouraging us to connect with God. So Jesus throughout his life said, I only do that which I see the Father doing. And so Jesus is encouraging us, ask the Lord what he wants you to set your hand to. Ask God what he wants you to do. And then ask Jesus in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you help me to reach my neighbors? Lord Jesus, would you show me how to live my life for you and for others? Lord Jesus, would you, so anything that lines up with with the word of God, Anything that is stirring in your spirit, that the Holy Spirit is stirring in you, that you're to be about. 
Ask the Lord to partner with you. Say, God, would you help me reach my neighbor? Would you help me serve the poor? Would you help me take care of those who are forgotten or who are lost, Lord God? And ask the Lord to partner with you. Jesus says he'll do it. If you ask for any of those things in his name, that he, he'll do it. He'll respond. I wanted to end with a quote by Tozier. I just, I thought, not only does Tozier have good theology, he's poetic. And he has a, a, just an incredible way with words. Um, and so I wanted to read this to you because it, it impacted me as I read it this week. The yearning to know what cannot be known. To comprehend the incomprehensible. To touch and taste the unapproachable rises from the image of God in the nature of man. Deep calleth to deep. And though polluted and landlocked by the mighty disaster that theologians call the fall, the soul senses its origin and longs to return to its source. There is something in each and every one of us. There is something in each and every one of you this morning that God is calling, that God is drawing, the origin of who and what we are, which is when at the very beginning of creation, when God took the dirt and the dust and molded a body and and he breathed the divine light into that and he breathed his spirit into us. And breathe life into us. That our soul, Tozier said, senses its origin and longs to return to its source. That source which is God. There is something in each and every one of us that longs to be with God. That yearns to feel God's spirit. That, that cries out for the presence of the Lord to be in our lives. And that's my prayer for you this morning. That you would take the time. And that you would take the space and you would strip away all of the ancillary things that are in your world and get down to the simplicity of just being in the presence of Jesus, just being in the presence of your Lord. That you would find some time and space to, to sit in silence and to, and to meditate on God and who he is and how he cares for you. Make space for the Lord. I would, if you can, make it a practice every day, even if it's just for five minutes. Just sit in silence and wait on the presence of the Lord and see if he doesn't meet you. Because I, I believe he will. I believe that if you're with a true heart desiring to, to experience the presence of God and you're, you're asking him, Lord, come Holy Spirit, be with me. he will I think you'll experience God and I think that all of us our soul longs for that our soul longs for that just as Tozier was talking about here bless you guys this week may you have a great week uh, we'll see you next week take care